Hi, and welcome to Gathered Courage Podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Smith, and here at Gathered Courage, it is my aim to help you live an everyday courageous life. We can do it, friends, because let me remind you of something. No matter what you're going through, God is near to you, and He is equipping you to get through it. He is, friends, and it is my aim to help you lean into that and live an everyday courageous life. So I'm so glad you're here today. Thanks for listening. Today on the podcast, I have an amazingly courageous woman, Carrie Williams. She is the founder of Truth Republic. I'm going to let her really deep dive into what that is and what they do, but it is such a neat organization. And you're just going to be so uplifted by her courage to start Truth Republic. In addition, Carrie is going to tell us some of the vulnerable stories of her life where she nailed courage. Well, as much as you can nail courage and where she's failed. And she also has some amazing pieces of advice for us to help us be courageous. And she also tells us what courage means to her, what it looks like, all the definition type stuff. It's just jam packed with good stuff. So I'm so glad you're here today. Thanks for tuning in and let's get to it. Well, good morning, Carrie. Thank you so much for being on the show. I am so excited to have you on Gathered Courage. Carrie, thank you for having me. I absolutely love what you're doing with the podcast and on the subject of courage and looking at it from all different angles and jumping into the topic deeply and and inspiring others to be courageous. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. You were um, highly recommended to me by our dear friend, Debbie Jones. Shout out to Debbie Jones. Hopefully she'll listen to this episode. In fact, I know she will. She's just that kind of wonderful woman. So I'm so excited to have you on the show um, because partially because she loves you and I've got to meet you in person though briefly, but really we're kind of new friends here. So give me that 10,000 foot overview of what you want us to know about you, Carrie, um, so that I can get to know you better and my audience as well. Oh, great. Thank you, Carrie. And a shout out to Debbie Jones too, from my part. She's an amazing woman who has paved the way for so many other women and continues to be an incredible encouragement and cheerleader to others. I mean, she's just um, an amazing, amazing woman. So if you don't know Debbie Jones, just Google her. Like yes. even just like Googling her, well, it'll get it, it'll get on you, you know. Will, so, um, well, I'm right, right. So I'm Carrie Williams, and um, I guess the first things that I would say that I would want somebody to know about me is that I'm a follower of Jesus. Uh, that that is first and foremost what I spend my life on, and so where He leads, I follow, uh, and that's that's just kind of my life mantra, and so. Wrapped into that is my husband, Ben Williams, who is on the executive team at the Church of 1122, a church plant in which we both helped plant. We were both on the the launch leadership team of that church, launched large, and it continues to be a a, a fast-growing church, let's just say it that way, and uh, an amazing movement of just life transformation in the Lord. Uh, I have two beautiful daughters, one of which just turned 16 this week. Wow. Uh, crazy, crazy times in the Williams house. Um, but I couldn't be more excited for her. You know, I, I, I've heard the stories of how hard teenage girls can be. And I'm just going to tell you, 
my daughters are 16 and 13, almost 14, and they are an amazing joy. Like, I mean, we have our moments with the eye rolling and the, you know, the, the raging hormones, but they're, they're few and far between compared to how fantastic of people they are. Like they are people I like to be with. They're not just my, my daughters whom I love because they're my daughters, but they're, they're amazing individuals whom I just love to be around. So, uh, so that's a part of my life. And then uh, I, I currently work kind of <laughs> on the side a little bit for uh, the organization called Exponential uh, as their special projects manager for some special projects that they're working on uh, regarding multiplying the church. And it's just an honor and a privilege to be a part of that. And then I founded and CEO of the Truth Republic, which is a nonprofit organization, and we exist to make Jesus known by equipping and empowering women to fulfill their calling. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I spend a ton of my time on, just trying to step in and help fill the gap that exists for women's development to help them reach their fullest potential for the sake of the gospel, their organizations, their family, themselves, or, you know, their friends. And so uh, that, that's what I spent a lot of my time doing. Love that. I love that. And actually, I let's go ahead and dive into that Truth Republic a little bit more. Where can we um, find it? What, what are some of the things that you're doing right now, the highlights of what you're doing uh, and, and have available for women if they're really seeking to be um, mentored or pushed further and, and encouraged into this calling they may have to lead in church or to just even lead in their neighborhood? Yeah. So uh, we have a website called thetruthrepublic.com. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram under the same name. And some of the current things that we do, we have a weekly article that we put out uh, that's written by women from around the country. And so these women who we've just kind of uh, adopted into the Truth Republic family are are women leaders. Um, you know, all the way from California to Florida and everywhere in between. And so being able to hear from them and, and uh, have their voice heard by so many is just something that stirs me significantly. I love giving the opportunity for the women with wisdom to share it with the women who want the wisdom. And so uh, those articles can be found on our website. We launch them weekly on Mondays. In addition, we do uh, we have a podcast called the Truth Republic Podcast with the goal of helping women go further faster. And so uh, we're currently in season three and it's, it's been a good season, a nice raw juicy season where we get real about topics. Mm -hmm. Um, And in addition, coming later this year, we are launching our ministry mentorship program. So we've piloted it over the last several months. And uh, what it looks like is a mentorship program for women in vocational ministry or at a high level volunteer positions, uh, because a lot of women in in churches typically serve for free and they are doing the work of ministry. And so uh, the program is designed specifically around relationships. Uh, One of the gaps that we have found that exists for women when it comes to their development is just that, that relationship with someone who's gone five years, 10 years, 20 years ahead of you uh, to just be able to go to in confidence and in safety and security and say, here, here's where I'm at. How do I get to where I want to be? And, you know, am I doing it right? You know, where am I messed up? You know, those kind of things, like just honest conversation. We're really about 
authenticity and vulnerability and getting to the heart of the matter and, you know, cut through the fluff and get to the real stuff. And so our ministry mentorship program will have women. Debbie Jones will be one of our mentors. And so um, we're just excited about launching that program. Um, we also have a, a, a women's collaborative or leaders roundtable of women, female leaders from around the country that we meet with and uh, just learn from each other. We connect and we learn and we, uh, my favorite part of it is connecting women who don't know each other yet, who are incredibly gifted and, uh, you know, blazing trails for the sake of the gospel and being able to connect those women with one another so they build relationships because we're better together. And so those are just kind of a brief overview of some of the things that we do at the Truth Republic. Um, you know, as you know, COVID had us pivot, right? So every, I hate that pivot. word now, but oh, yeah, yes. I've heard <laughs> ugh, I've heard it a billion times, pivot, nope, pivot, nope, pivot. Nope. So, um, but you know, we, we followed Jesus in the pivots and, you know, he led us to where we're at. And so we're excited about where we're headed and um, excited about more and more and more women fully walking out the call of God in their life. Yes. Yes. Oh, that is so great. I just, I, I saw the other day on Instagram, your, uh, mentorship, uh, kind of an announcement about that, that you were going to start. And I was like, Oh, praise the Lord. Because yes, that is something that I hear a lot in women who are leaders and just women in general, wanting the generation before them to, actively reach out to influence them and teach them their ways. And they're not always going to agree on certain things, right? Generations have different mindsets and such, but that idea of mentorship in life is so, so important. So that's really neat. I'll definitely be praying for that endeavor for you guys and, and the major impact that I know that's going to have. Um, and thank you for the all the courage that it took to start that. That was your brainchild, your love, your heart given to you by God, and you took it and you did it. And so thanks for doing that. Um, I think so often we have these ideas and we just kind of keep pushing them back further and further and further. And, and I don't know the whole journey of how you came to create Truth Republic, but I appreciate your courage to step into it. So many people are going to be impacted. So thank you for that. Uh, let's back up here a little bit. The podcast is called Gathered Courage. So let's get from you. What is your definition of courage? Hmm. So my definition of courage, um, I would say walking by faith and not by sight and trusting mm -hmm. God along the way. Yeah. I, yep. I think that's probably yep. the bottom line of it. You know, yep. walking by faith and not by sight and trusting God yes. along the way. Because yes. when we're taking steps, it, you know, so many of us, myself included, I am, I am a control freak. Like I really love uh, knowing what's going to happen. I love planning things out. Like I love A to Z and getting all the steps in between. And, you know, that is just how I am wired. Yes, I function really too. well that way. And God, oh, right. And yeah. so um, God has had me in this season for probably mm, a while now, uh, probably four or five years of just take the next step of faith, mm. take the next step of faith yeah. and literally not being able to quite see. And so the, the, the term of walking by faith and not by sight uh, when you're scared, when you're afraid, when you're uncertain, when you're unsure, uh, when when you're not even quite sure where you're headed to begin with, yes. Yes. Uh, 
you know, for me has just become, you know, has just become an everyday uh, discipline that I have to do to lose, lose control, Mm. hand it back over to the Lord and say, this is, this is yours. My life is yours. I will walk by faith and not by sight, but I won't just do it begrudgingly. And I won't just do it, uh, you know, you know, kind of with my fists pumped in the air and said, I'm going to trust you, God, that where I can't see you're going to, you're, you're right there with me where it looks scary or I can't even see what's next. So it's super scary Mm -hmm. that I trust you. I trust you as I continue to walk by faith, that you're going to meet me there and that you're going to continue to guide me into a deeper relationship with you and expand my sphere of influence, not for the sake of me or my name, but for the sake of you and your name, Jesus. And I think for me, that's courage. It takes courage every day to do that for me. So Absolutely. Yeah, I would say that's the bottom line. I love that. And the the word that stuck out for me there, Carrie, that maybe I haven't heard in some of my other guests is discipline. It absolutely is a discipline to daily, like you said, take the next step and to do whatever it is that's in front of you without knowing, like you said, being uncertain, not even understanding if you're north, south, east, west, you know, <laughs> any of that but it is a discipline. It's something that you have to do often. And I, I think sometimes disciplines can get easier, but I don't know if this one really does. <laughs> what do you think? Does this, does the discipline of courage get easier? <laughs> I, you know, I think that there are seasons of our life where it's easy to be cura- courageous, you know, for whatever reason, everything's just going great and life is wonderful. And, you know, your insecurities have kind of been pushed or smushed mm-hmm. down. And so you're not walking in any of them. Yeah. And I, I feel like those times are, are easier to be courageous. Um, you know, when you, I, I would also say that in the seasons when uh, God feels super close, mm-hmm. You know, those times where like, man, he's closer than the air I breathe. Like, you know, uh, something happens and, you know, you immediately hear from the Holy Spirit about how to move into the next thing. And I mean, those seasons where it's like the mountaintop, right? You are in a mountaintop experience and it is super easy to be courageous when you're on the mountain. Um, (laughs) And then I would say that's probably, you know, not nearly as often Mm -hmm. as Mm -hmm. being in the desert or climbing the mountain. And those places, it takes a lot of discipline to continue to be courageous. It it takes discipline for me to not put my trust in myself and my own ability and uh, my own capability, my own plans. It takes, it takes courage and discipline not to put my trust in my family as my, as my source for anything. Yes. you know, yeah. whatever organization or relationships. I mean, it just in the, in the desert and in the, the mountainside, you know, when you're climbing mm-hmm. up or down a mountain, mm-hmm. uh, all those things require discipline from you. And so I think, I think there are different seasons for courage, but I would say, uh, you know, the majority would live, <laughs> would live in the discipline area. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, we don't, we don't live on a mountaintop all the time. We visit there, yes. you know? <laughs> And then we come back down. And so, uh, yes. so yeah, that's, that's it's for like, sure. I would say seasons. It's like we vacation there, you know, we get that, that two week vacation maybe. And then, but for the most part, absolutely. Yes. We're climbing up yeah, or yeah. trying not to fall down or in the deep valley or desert most, yeah, many of the time. Yeah. yeah. That's good. That's yep, good. Yep. 
So with this definition of courage, can you just describe for us, how have you seen courage around you lately? Is there a specific example or person or instance that you could share with us where you saw courage? Hmm. So I would say the first thing that comes to mind, I, I have these great opportunities through Exponential to sit at the table, the Zoom table, with some mm-hmm. of our nation's most amazing church leaders. And awesome. um, where I'm seeing courage rise up is, is where uh, men and women are taking bold steps that are kind of outside of the context of what the norm is for church. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the micro church movement where, you know, it's smaller house churches and it's all about community and neighbors and um, Mm -hmm. relationships, 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 and uh, discipleship through those relationships. Uh, I'm just seeing innovation happen in the, in, in believers of how to continue to reach into the lives of people who, who might not even walk outside their door because of COVID-19. You know, like how, how are we reaching into the communities and how are we reaching into lives uh, to build those relationships? And so um, I love innovation and I especially love it when it's tied into the gospel. And so, but I think it takes courage because there are a lot of non-popular, you know, it's hard to go blaze a trail that no one is sure is going to take you anywhere. And it takes a lot (laughs) of work to blaze it. And, you know, you never know if on the other side, there's just like, there's nothing, you know, like you're just still blazing and it didn't quite work, you know? And so I think it takes a lot of courage for, for, right. I think it's, (laughs) I think it takes a lot of courage for men and women to decide to follow Jesus where he leads to blaze a trail uh, for the sake of the gospel. And I'm seeing that happen, you know, I'm seeing it happen, seeing it happen in, you know, not even, not even, you know, the big church leaders, but in, in men and women who are disciples of Jesus, following him in their everyday lives and uh, doing things like, you know, prayer meetings around the water cooler. I mean, like, you know, things that just uh, require courage, but also a little bit of innovation, right. To step up and say, how do I reach, how do I reach the people in the context that I'm in and be a little bit innovative about it. And then you know, it takes courage to do something that's not popular or looks different. It and, does. It you does. Know, as the Christians, we shouldn't look like the world. Yes. Yes. You know, yep. we should look different. We, yep. You know, God is, God is the creator and therefore we were intended to create. And so yeah. along the way, it takes courage to do that, I think. Yeah, I, I agree. I think the naysayers are so loud and the tradition, it, the word tradition and all that comes with that word is just so very big. And so to step outside of that, you are, I, I agree, takes so much courage and that's so neat. Thank you for giving us that perspective. It's neat to get a little bit of a behind the scenes of what you get to see in your, in your partnership with Exponential and church leaders. That's really cool. Really, really cool. So let's deep dive into um, courage and what courage looks like in everyday living. Now, 
we aren't always courage. We kind of talked about that a little bit. So what do you think the factors are um, that help you be courageous? And you can absolutely connect this with anything personal in your life, like, for example, starting Truth Republic or just your everyday life. What are the factors that like lead you to that actual courage? Um, you've hit on a few of them, but let's deep dive into that more. Okay. Uh, so... So I would say first and foremost, my relationship with Jesus and, mm. and you know, not to sound like a, a cliche, cliche Christian, but that, that literally is what it's all about. Sure um, I will find that, that when I'm not leaning into the Lord's presence intentionally, um, not just, you know, checking off my list of like, you know, praying daily, worshiping daily, reading the word daily you know, journaling, um, you know, writing down gratitudes. I mean, these are all great proactive things that we should all be doing as followers of Jesus, right? Um, any relationship takes maintenance, right? It takes intentionality yeah. to be close. Right. And on our part, there are things we do daily to maintain and to draw close and be intimate. Right. And, and so I would say um, intimacy with God daily is like, I mean, it's my lifeline. I mean, it, it really, really is. If, if without him and without that closeness, I find myself, uh, you know, wandering. My mm. mind will wander. I mean, into places of um, complete insecurity. Yeah. You know, I remember one time having this conversation with a girl that was on staff with us. And she came to me to apologize because she, she hadn't drawn close to me because she was scared of me. And I remember thinking, what on earth? Like, yes. who am I that you'd be scared of me? Like, I'm just little me. Yeah. And, um, and she, she began to explain that it seemed as though that I was this amazingly secure person who had no insecurity at all. Mm. And I began to dissect that. Like, why, mm. why would she have that perception of me? Because I know me and I know my insecurities and they're real, you know, they're yeah. real. And I begin to realize that 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 Jesus can be can be that shield of security for us, yeah. you know, when we feel insecure. And so I would say daily for me, courage starts with my relationship with God because in that place I find my security. In yeah. Him I find my strength. In yes. Him I find my joy and my peace. And um, you know, in my weakness, He is strong. I mean. It's, it's a place of covering. I mean, one of my favorite scriptures is, oh, if I had wings like a dove, I could fly away and find rest. Mm. And I find that rest in Jesus daily, yes. daily. But without that, mm. you know, when I kind of hit that autopilot button and I just kind of go through the motions of my checkoff list, right. man, I will find that my mind wanders into places of insecurity, into places of fear. Yeah. into places of questioning, into places mm. of doubt about what I'm doing, you know, like, is this even needed? Do we need to keep doing this? You know, right. can't I just start a farm? I mean, you know, just <laughs> weird stuff. And, and it's that place back in the presence of God yeah. that brings me the courage to say, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I am insecure in some things and I'm not all things to all people and I'm not good at some things mm. and that's okay. Because yeah. I am I am who God created me to be, and I'm going to authentically be me as I walk through my day because I can be secure in Him. Yes. And so um, I think that, that that's my key 
That's my key to courage. And then I would say on top of that, or I have a few close relationships, you know, my husband being one of them that, Mm -hmm. um, man, they just, they speak life into my soul and it requires some honesty. You know, I've learned, uh, as an Enneagram type eight who does not like to be vulnerable and Mm -hmm. just likes to, you know, strong arm everything. Mm -hmm. I have learned that I, that I have to be authentic and honest with myself Mm. in order to be authentic and honest with God. And then therefore I can be honest and authentic with others. And so, you know, I have this little tribe of people who I just trust dearly that I can go to with all my, you know, all my stuff, all my failures, all my wins, all of it, I can go to them and their relationship with me you know, it does breed courage because they, you know, they speak life into the places that I need it spoken into. And so I'd say relationship with God and relationship with others is the key for courage daily, daily. This isn't like, you know, I mean, every day, every, every day. You mentioned when you're not checking off the list, can you help describe how you make sure it's not just checking things off the list? Are there boundaries that you have or mindsets that you practice to make sure you're just not doing a routine and that it is truly authentic uh, connection with Jesus? Yeah, that's good. So I I would again say that it's a practicing discipline Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. Um, to purposely readjust your, your thinking process and your mind when, when you start Whatever your routine looks like, you know, for me, it's wake up and spend time with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I, I have a couple of tools in which I do that with. Um, I, you know, one, I, I think everybody has love languages towards the Lord, just like, you know, you've probably heard of the five love languages love of how we receive love. and express love. Yes, yeah. Love that. yeah. So, um, so I do think that there are love languages with God. That's and, cool. you know, there are definitely yeah. things that connect me to him deeper than other things. Yes. Um, for that example, yeah. studying the, yeah, studying the word is a discipline for me. Mm. Worshiping mm. my face off, dancing around the living room and, and crying out to God, love language. Yeah. For sure. Love language. Like love takes yeah. me into his presence in a deep and meaningful way that, you know, that, it just does. Yeah. And so I would say find the things that are your love language I love that. and do them often. That's do so them good. often. But don't neglect the disciplines. Right. You know, don't neglect the things that don't, you know, that you don't maybe necessarily that feel like work because right. we are called to right. be hard workers too. And so, but yeah. do both. Yeah. Um, you know, that's one way. And then I would say another way, I, I went through a course this last year. It was like a pilot course. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Pete Scazzaro invited in some leaders to do okay. this, this piloting course with him on emotionally healthy leadership. Oh, he's and, so good. He's so uh, good. You know, I was, read all this stuff. He's I so like, good. And, it up. <laughs> yeah. So good. So, you know, and on top of the book and the workbook and, um, you know, those kind of things, we did these weekly calls together with a big group of people from around the world. And man, it was just so, such a good reminder and life-giving. And if you've never read emotionally um, uh, healthy spirituality or emotionally healthy leadership, I strongly encourage it by by Mm. Pete Scazzaro. He Mm. also has this tool called the Daily Office, Mm. and it is uh, a walkthrough daily uh, you know, kind of like a devotional, but not at all. Uh, it's a, it's more like a daily pause. Oh. Um, 
it is a it it's a pause throughout the day of at least three times a day. You know, typically people do it in the morning and at night. And then for me, I literally have calendared every day, every work day, a daily pause where I will pull away. I will pull away from my office. I work at home and I have a home office. And so I'll step away and I will go outside because I'm a nature girl and I love it. And I'll sit on my back porch and I will just have moments with Jesus where I'm not reading unless God leads me to read something, you know, but I don't go into it with any agenda other than I am yours and you, you are mine, God. That's beautiful. And I, I, refocus myself on him and, um, you know, meditate on who he is. I I have moments of silence, you know, moments of silence in the middle of a zoom world is important. (laughs) Uh, and so I do that in the middle of the day and I learned that from Pete. And so, um, but that helps me not be stay in task mode because man, I can live there or I could live there. And I, you know, I've, I've had many years of that and becoming the worst version of myself. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so that tool has helped me significantly. Oh, that is so good. I will link to some Pete Scazzaro stuff. I echo your, your sentiments of, of, of his wonderful resources. So good. So, so much of what I read. I think I read Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. I think he has one specific for women as well, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, his- I'll- yeah, his wife wrote one. That's um, it. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yep. so good. So those are wonderful resources. Yeah, it's great books. I love that idea too about pausing. I'm a big fan of setting alarms on my phone for certain things, like to remember to pray about something or to remember to um, like connect with someone that if it comes on my heart, I just kind of pop an alarm in real quick. But that in the middle of the day, pause. I'm with you on that. Cause I'm, I'm super task oriented. And I think a lot of our audience can connect with that or, or it could be, you're not task oriented. You're maybe a little bit on the, I don't want to say lazy. That's not the right word, but maybe a little bit more on the relaxed side and you need a little push into getting, you know, getting in, in with Jesus and then getting in there and, and connecting with him midday. That's wonderful. Yeah. So good. Yeah. And it, and it is something that anyone can do anywhere right. they are. That's so true. So it, it is something that anyone can do regardless of, of what season of life you are in, you know, it, yeah. even if you're a young mom, yeah. I mean, imagine yep. pulling away for 10 minutes, yep. you know, maybe, you know, maybe locking yourself in a closet for 10 minutes <laughs> and just to be with Jesus, you know, yeah. like everyone can do it. And That's it's, right. you know, it's just a great, it's a great yeah. practice to have to, mm-hmm. you know, to just recenter yourself on the Lord. Yes, yes, which then is just going to lead to courage in whatever other situation might come up in your day. So <laughs> that's so good. Yeah, I that's can right. I can see a few of my mom friends right now locking themselves in a in a in a closet for for a few to, a few minutes. That's wonderful. Uh can you give us a <laughs> very specific time? Like you a time where you were like, man, I nailed courage on this. And then in the same breath, if you wouldn't mind being a little bit vulnerable with us, though, now I know that you're an Enneagram eight, this might be a little harder for you. (laughs) Can you tell us a time where you completely failed courage? You're like, (laughs) yep, I totally bombed that. I, you know, Mm -hmm. and and you learned, hopefully you didn't, uh, I don't want anybody to, to think about what they've not done and just like, low than that. Hopefully we always learn from that, but maybe, maybe then teach us what did you learn from that or what did you take away from it? Yeah. 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 That's good. 
So I'll start with the, with the, when I nailed courage, I guess. I mean, I don't know if we all can nail courage, you know, but but we certainly, you know, can walk towards that. That's right. Yeah. So my mom passed away, um, a few years ago and over the course of, you know, the latter part of her life, she wrestled with a lot of um, health issues. Mm. She was in and out of the hospital. And I can remember off the top of my head at least four times that she was in the hospital mm. in ICU and mm. the doctors told us it doesn't look good. Mm. Like this could be, this could be it. Mm. And I remember in those moments, uh, you know, fighting in prayer, Mm. like interceding deeply and praying everything I knew how to pray. I mean, I'd find myself driving in my car, shouting, Mm. you know, at the devil and just proclaiming God's promises over my mom and, and just fighting on her behalf. Yeah. And this, uh, the last time she was in the hospital, um, you know, I, I I actually was the one to take her and, Mm. and be with her there. And, uh, I remember, you know, kind of taking my warrior stance, you know, yes. like, all right, God, we're going to fight here again. You know, here we go again. Yes. And I remember the Lord coming to me and very clearly saying to me, uh, this is her choice. Hmm. That this is the moment where she gets to choose whether hmm. she stays or she goes. Like, this is up to her. Oh. And hmm. I mean, I... I wanted to be like, whatever, yeah. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm praying, I'm fighting, I'm, you know, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, you know, whatever, I'm going to do all the same things that I've always done where I feel like I'm fighting on my mom's behalf for her mm-hmm. healing and her health. Mm-hmm. And, um, I just felt like the, like the Lord told me to, you know, drop, drop my, you know, my boxing gloves yeah. Yeah. and rest in him and trust him in this mm-hmm. and that, uh, it really was her choice. Wow. You know, that if she was tired of fighting, that it was just time, you know, to, to just let her, let her go. And that for me took courage because, you know, it's my mom. Yes, It's my mom. Who's not going to fight for their mom. Absolutely. And, uh, and to, you know, again, it goes back to that trust thing with the Lord of, Mm -hmm. okay, I can have courage right now to, to, to walk through this. And to not fight um, mm. because I trust you, God, and I trust what you just said to me. Yeah, and I trust you know that that however this ends, and and I knew. I mean, listen, I knew. Yeah, I I I knew that it was just time. It yeah. was. I mean, God prepared me. He prepared my heart, but Good. um, but there was such a uh, such a peace that came when I courage courageously could say, "Okay, God, I'll follow you even in this." Yes. I'll follow you even in one of the hardest moments of my whole life and I'll follow your lead on this and just say, okay, God, I surrender, Mm. you know, let her stop fighting, you know, let her stop fighting and just be with you. And and it did, it took courage and, um, Mm -hmm. you know, it wasn't easy to walk it out, but, uh, it was worth it. It was worth it. Yeah. And, And then, uh, and then I'd say the one time that, you know, I have failed or flopped courage. Now there's been a lot of those uh, where I just, you know, whoop, that didn't go so well. Um, but I remember specifically, um, we had some friends in ministry, a married couple, and we'd done life with them over years of time. And we would reconnect on occasion. We didn't live in the same uh, city. And so uh, 
you know, one time we connected and we hung out for about a week together and, um, I really felt the Lord nudging me to dig into, uh, you know, this guy's life Mm. and really ask him some hard questions. And Mm. I just kept getting the sense something wasn't, you know, something wasn't good. I mean, everything looked the same. They sounded the same. They acted the same, but just that the Holy Spirit was nudging me. And again, I was like, "Mm," you know, I, I, you know, this feels weird because everything looks fine. Right, right. And, you know, I, I'm not exactly as close to him as I am her. And so this is weird. How do I even go about it? Yeah. Long story short, I ignored the nudges. Mm. I said not one word. Mm. And about three months later, he ended up cheating on his wife. Oh. And I think it was rooted in this, you know, he, he was a pastor and he was burnt out, mm. uh, you know, when it all kind of unfolded there, yeah. you know, after, after his moral failure, um, you know, just this layering of the truth started coming out about, you know, just working too much, being burnt out, going in too many di- different directions and yeah. uh, not having clear boundaries around, you know, people needing him in their lives. And, yep. Yep. and it just led to this devastating moral failure. Mm. and. Um, and I'm not saying that had I uh, listened to the Holy Spirit and courageously spoke up and, and dug in and said, something's off, let's talk. And, you know, just kind of got in a space a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that that would have, that would have stopped all of those things from sure. happening because I know, you know, right. he had his own choices to make and it didn't matter, you know, right. Um, right. but the fact that I can look back and say, man, I was not yeah. obedient to courageously confront a friend um, based on what the Holy Spirit was telling me, even though everything looks great, you know, I I would, I missed an opportunity Yeah, and I failed. I failed. I was not courageous. And who knows, maybe if I had, you know, maybe Mm. if my husband and I had dug in some, you know, maybe just maybe it could have, you know, course corrected and taken a different direction. Maybe not, you know, maybe, maybe he still would have made the same decisions, but Mm-hmm. Um, but man, yeah, I, you know, I, that I learned, I learned a huge lesson, yeah. um, that, you know, when the Holy spirit prompts you, you mm-hmm. know, and I'm, and I'm usually really quick to respond to the Holy spirit's leading. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, it's just been my nature. It's how I function, mm-hmm. but this was one of those times where I was like, well, this doesn't make sense. And I'm just not going to courageously mm-hmm. do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and I look back and go, I'm never going to do that again. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm never going to miss an opportunity even if I'm so far off and wrong and did not hear from the Holy Spirit, right. at least, at least I know I did what I thought I was supposed to do, you yes. know? And yeah. so, um, yeah. you know, that was years and years and years and years ago. And I, you know, I have purposely tried not to make that same mistake. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank you yeah. for sharing both of those examples. In in both of those instances, I want to point something out that I think is so very important when it comes to having courage. If we um, want to have courage in our life, we need to be in a place where we can actually hear from the Holy Spirit. I think that's a layer. I think that that is something that if we are um, blocking, you know, Jesus's call in our life and God's call in our life through the Holy Spirit, we're not going to hear those nudges of letting, letting go. And we're not going to hear those nudges of 
push forward, Carrie, push forward, Carrie, ask the questions, ask the questions. So I think that's one of the first <laughs> steps. And we've, we've, we've kind of danced around that and hit on that, you know, being with Jesus, abiding with Jesus, doing those things keeps you open to the Holy Spirit. Because I think sometimes people are like, I don't know what my, what's my courageous step is. And there are, you know, lots of ways we can do that. Mm-hmm. I fully believe in the power of like coaches and, 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 the, you know, things like that to help you through that. But also we just need to like actually be open that the Holy Spirit's going to tell us and guide us and lead us. And I like that you said, you know, even if yeah. you do mess up and you take a step and it's like, oh, maybe that wasn't God talking to me. Uh, God works in purpose and has purpose in those times too, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, you know, the Bible tells us that the Holy Spirit leads and guides us into all truth. Yeah. And yeah. You know, you want to know the truth about your next step, about your future, about your current situations. Yes. I mean, he's it. Yeah, for he, sure. He's it. He he leads and guides us into all truth, you know. So so yeah, that's he's the key. He is. He is. And I don't know uh with your church upbringing how how the Holy Spirit was presented to you, but I know the Holy Spirit did not really become a major piece of my faith until later in my life. And so if any of my audiences is kind of like, wait, Holy Spirit, that's kind of weirds me out a little bit. I'm not sure, uh, you know, how that works in my life. I would suggest one book, Francis Chan, The Forgotten God is really good. Do you have any suggestions? Yes. I would. Yeah. No, that was actually the the suggestion that I was going to make. It's an excellent, it's an excellent book. Yes. Uh, You know, it comes from somebody who is like a word lover, you know, and Francis Chan loves the word of God. And so he, you know, he's rooted in the word. And so the fact that he takes it from um, the word and breaks it down for us. Oh, it's so good. Totally recommend it. Good, good. I'm glad we're on the same track there. Wonderful resource. I agree. I agree. Well, Carrie, I am just so excited for my audience and what they just got to hear from you, packed full of truth and wisdom and courage. And so thank you so much for being on the show. I know the questions that I sent you a little behind the scenes here, the questions I sent you, we went a little bit out of order, but that's okay. (laughs) I appreciate you just answering and (laughs) your full heart and your full mind and just really speaking into my audience. So thank you so much for that. Um, And I hope that, you know, as we are moving through that we can take some of these little pieces of wisdom and these nuggets and these encouraging words and just gather our courage to live for Jesus and to live our everyday lives. So thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah. Amen to that, Carrie. And thank you for having me. I, I I love that you are encouraging people to walk in courage. It's important. Thank you. Thank you. All right. You have a wonderful rest of your day. You too. Thanks so much, Carrie. Now, aren't you glad that you listened to this episode? (laughs) I know that I am so thankful for Carrie coming on the show, and I'm so thankful for you listening. I hope that you feel encouraged by all that she shared with us and that you take this day on and you lean in and you are courageous. If you liked this episode, please be sure to share it with a friend and don't forget to review on Apple Podcasts, leave it a star review or a written review. That just helps others learn about the podcast. I don't even pretend to understand all the algorithms and things that go into that, but I do know that reviewing it makes a difference. So if you wouldn't mind taking a few minutes to do that, I would really appreciate it. 
And don't forget to check me out on Instagram and Facebook at Gathered Courage Podcast. I share um, some fun, silly, but also serious things during the week to help you gather your courage and live an everyday courageous life. All right, friends, I'll talk to you next time. Bye.